Hello, and welcome to Listen In with Lars. I'm your host, Lars Haskins. Welcome back, or welcome if you are new. Each week on Listen In with Lars, you will hear from interesting guests and experts from all around the world. We will laugh together and learn together on our journey through life. This week, we have a very special guest. We have Christine Appleton, and a little bit about Christine. Um, She lives in beautiful Montana and enjoys big sky country with her husband, two teenage children, and rescue puppy. She and her daughter recently partnered with a U.S.-based company and are helping launch a new athleisure brand. She has been in health and wellness since 2007 and is currently a group fitness instructor, encouraging her clients to release their inner rock star during each pound rock rock out workout. Not only does Christine use the mantra, I can do hard things to get herself through the obstacles of her stage four metastatic cancer journey, but she believes we can all do hard things. Wow, that is incredible. Christine, welcome, first and foremost. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We are too. The pleasure is all mine. Um, First and foremost, I am so jealous because I have been to Montana before and to live out there would be absolutely incredible. It's amazing. We, I grew up in California and I lived in Arizona before moving here about five, six years ago. And I love it. You know, the Western U.S. It sounds like. I do indeed. (laughs) I love that. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get started here. Um, So first and foremost, why and when did you start using the, you can do hard things mantra? So I have been a fitness instructor since about 2007, and I've taught various formats and kind of throughout all of those formats, pretty early on um, in my fitness instructor journey, I started using that phrase, you can do hard things to my clients. Usually they were in the midst of holding a plank or doing push-ups or something that physically I knew they didn't love and was hard, you know, quote unquote, hard for them. Um, But in addition to reminding them that physically they could do hard things. I think really I started using that phrase a lot across various physical activities so they didn't tie it to one thing because mentally I wanted them to know that they could do hard things. I think our mind will give up before our body, our mind will give up first before our body in many situations. And so mentally I wanted them to know I believe they could do hard things and I wanted them to believe that mentally they could do hard things for themselves. Wow, that is that is a very terrific mindset. I oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. Terrific. <clears throat> uh, when did you decide it was more than just a phrase and a true way of life for you? Why don't you tell us more about that? Okay, so <laughs> let me take you back about four years. Um, I was sitting in a cold room on an uncomfortable bed, wearing a scratchy gown, and he walked in the room and crouched down next to me, and four words changed my life. Christine, it is cancer. And I was devastated. I wasn't completely surprised. I had a gut feeling it was coming. But of course, my mind is swirling with all of these things. And I almost instantly had to go back to that um, time for the teacher to become the student. And everything I had taught about you can do hard things really became the focus of my day. And I can do hard things. I said it I don't even know how many times, countless times every single day. And it was humbling for me as a 41 year old fitness instructor at the time of my diagnosis to realize that my heart used to be push-ups, and now it was getting up off the couch. And my heart used to be sprints and now it was taking a five minute walk with my family. And so I think while I really believed in that phrase in the fitness setting to see it in my everyday life, you know, standing in the shower a few, a few days after my surgery with a 16 inch vertical scar in tears, like taking a shower was so hard. And I, I remember standing there and in my shower out loud saying, I can do hard things, not realizing that when I was saying it all along to my fitness clients, 
that taking a shower would be something that I would need that mantra for. So it really became a way of life. And I, and I still use it to this day. And I have to, I have to choose my heart. You know, sometimes when I started working out after my diagnosis, um, I was on this thing called a Versa climber. And it's like this vertical arms and legs at the same time. And it's a hard thing. And I remember thinking, this is hard. And I had to stop myself and say, Christine, choose your heart. Surgery was hard. Chemo was hard. You know, all these other things are hard. Yes. What I'm doing right now is hard. And I don't want to compare the two things, but you've done hard things before. So let's remind ourselves, like we can do hard things. I can do hard things. And so that's kind of how it became more of a mantra or a daily, you know, life thing instead of just a mantra. That is truly incredible. I think all of us should strive to have that mindset. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How do you think this mantra has helped change your, change your perspective, excuse me, throughout your journey? So I think kind of like I just touched on, it's not about what the heart is. It's Mm -hmm. about knowing that I have the choice to choose my heart and, and giving myself the power and the belief that you know, I'm in control and I've done hard things in the past and I can do hard things again. And that no matter what hard life throws at me, I can get through it. And, and it's not about comparing, comparing the hards or comparing my heart to your heart, or, you know, it's just, is about letting the heart of our own life give us a perspective for our life about the things that we can, that we can accomplish and the things that we can get through. And, the power and knowing that, that we have the inner strength to do those things. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I definitely really, uh, I think that's incredible again. Um, what do you think is one piece of advice for someone wanting to do their, do their hardest, to do their best? I think it's focusing on, on you versus you. I like to say this phrase a lot too. When I say you it would- to my kids, um, it's not about what other people are doing. It's not about um, you know, your suck is worse than someone else's suck or <laughs> someone else's suck is worse than your own. Like, it's really about focusing on you, reminding yourself that, again, you've done hard things in the past, you can do hard things in the future and, and not comparing, not comparing the hearts to each other in your own life or to somebody else's life. I think you really just have to stay in your own lane, focus on you and, and stick to you versus you, you can do it. I really like that. That is terrific. <clears throat> I, I came up with this question um, rather recently, I think is um, a really good one. What are mistakes that you want people to avoid, do you think? I think the first mistake to avoid is comparison. I think comparison is the thief of all joy in, in every aspect of life. Um, in addition to comparison, I would avoid. I would avoid beating yourself up. I mean, at some point, you know, because every heart is difficult. Like I said, at one point taking a shower was hard. I never thought that was going to be hard. Right. So I think, um, some hearts are easier to get through than others, Mm -hmm. but not beating yourself up. If something is taking longer than you think it should. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something I, 
I certainly am guilty of that is comparing myself to others all through growing up through school, sports, you name it. Yeah. And oh my gosh, any time, and I mean, even now I really catch myself um, sometimes doing this is if you make a mistake, you know, it's, you're, you're beating yourself up. You're thinking that, you know, you're less than what you should be. You know, maybe people are, are judging you because you made a mistake or you're not right. as good as, you know, people think you should be. And it's, it's such a, it's such a toxic mindset. And I think with that, you know, with you versus you, I think that is uh, definitely something to strive for. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. But and it's easy to get, you know, I'm not saying it's not hard. It's easy to get caught up in the comparison game, but um, maybe that's your heart, you know, for the next few weeks or the next few months, maybe your heart is stopping yourself as soon as you, as soon as you start to realize you are starting to compare, like, okay, I got to stop and fix that mindset. I, I was always a competitive athlete growing up too. So I think that's where it kind of stemmed yes. too. Yeah. Sports and fitness, that'll do it to you sometimes, but it's absolutely. Yeah, it will indeed. It will indeed. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's something to be said for a little bit of competitiveness in the right environment, but in, you know, general living life, yeah. not everything has to be a competition and not everything has to be a comparison. That's totally true. I definitely agree. What do you, what do you think is one key aspect or maybe life lesson you've learned um, throughout your journey um, through this, through this? Oh, um, I think that we need to remember to live in the moment. I had um, a best friend die in a plane crash in 2009. And obviously it was unexpected. And um, he was all about living life and loving life. And so when he passed away, um, we kind of all, all of his good friends were like, live in the moment. That was Mitch's phrase, you know, that, that like kind of embodied his life. And so I think when I was diagnosed, I, you know, I felt like I was living in the moment up until my diagnosis, but then after my diagnosis and realizing that everything can change, you know, so quickly, um, I think I really took that to heart a little bit more and enjoyed the little things. I mean, making my kids lunches and doing their laundry, things that I used to loathe when I was healthy um, because I was so sick and not able to do those things for several months because I literally could barely get up off the couch. Once sure. I could do those things again, I was like, yes, I will never complain about making a school lunch or helping them do their laundry ever again. And I think I've done a good job of sticking to that and just appreciating the little moments. I mean, there's big moments in life that we need to appreciate as well, but I think almost noticing and appreciating those small ones is a great way and a great lens to move through life with. That is terrific. Life is precious. I really yeah. enjoy that. My 96 year old grandmother would always say, live it up while you can. That yes. was, oh, I that love was, her. I want to, <laughs> right. She has, we actually did this. If, if I may share the story, Please. we would always at Christmas time, every like funny or witty comment that she would have, my sister would have her phone out and would start writing it down because I would always just look at her if it was a good one. She's already, you know, typing away. Oh, I love it. So, um, my aunt actually, um, for the five of us cousins, um, took our favorite quotations from her and she crocheted them on a pillow for all of us. And that was our, one of our Christmas gifts. And so um, that was my sister's is live it up while you can. That's and, amazing. Oh, oh, I love it. My personal one that I love the most was if you sit around and do nothing, you'll have nothing except a tired butt. 
So it's just something that I've always, you know, you keep moving. You keep <laughs> Nobody wants a tired butt, Grandma. Exactly. Oh, I love exactly. it. You know what? You, you keep moving, you keep going, and you appreciate life. Yeah. I mean, once one foot in front of the other, literally, sometimes that's, that's all we can do. Absolutely. So just a little sidetrack. I thought that I should share. I that. love it. No, thank <laughs> you for sharing. That's so good. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so why, why do you think you're on a mission to remind people that they can do hard things? What's the foundation of this? Well, I think, I, like I said, I, I kind of was just living with that phrase in the fitness world. And then once I realized it, it affected my everyday life so much. And, and there's people that aren't into fitness and there's people that have all kinds of hard in their life um, I just felt like I needed to be the voice to constantly remind people that, you know, choose your heart. We can do hard things. You've already done. If you look at the Rolodex of your life, you've already accomplished, I'm sure thousands and depending on how old you are, you know, hundreds of thousands of hard things in your life. And so I think people just need that reminder that there is that inner strength inside you and you know, we don't always want to do the hard things There are hard things. I really have no interest in doing, but I need to get my mind there so that I can do them and keep living each day. And so I think it's just remind. So I think sometimes people forget that they have the power to choose their heart and they have the inner strength to do the hard things. They just need that little nudge like, oh yeah, I can do hard things. <laughs> Absolutely. It kind of reminds you of the quote that our deepest fear is that we are not that we are inadequate, but we are, you know, powerful beyond measure. I think that was the the one that I just thought of now with um, what you just said. That was that was terrific. Yeah, my dad is 71 and he just had a second knee replacement surgery and he oh, was wow. he's in California, so he's not near me. And my older sister was like, oh, my gosh, you know, dad's like having a moment. And so I was like, dad. Mm -hmm you can do it. First of all, you've already had a knee surgery. So I know you're comparing. He's like, it's so different. And I said, I know, I know that the experiences might be different, but you, the bottom line is you did it before. So I know that there are hard things with recovering from total knee replacement, but you can do hard things. I know you can. And he was like, okay. I didn't think it was going to be so hard to take a shower. I was like, dude, I know exactly what you Talk need. To me. Shower stool. Get Preach a shower it. stool and you will feel better. Uh, so he did get a shower stool and he's doing hard things. So even, you know, even my dad needed a little reminder. Hey, that's okay. That's what you're there for, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would love to take a workout or I would love to take a fitness class with you. This just sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever back in Montana, let me know. I'll bring my ripsticks and we'll drum it up while we work out. Can you tell us what, what are ripsticks if I, if I'm okay. Ask? So pound rock out workout uh, yeah. was created by actually this. two female drummers uh, in California and it's an international fitness class. Okay. Um, and you, we have ripsticks, which are slightly weighted neon green drumsticks. Cool. And so you're drumming through the whole workout, but you're just using your body. So you're like squatting and drumming and you're doing lunges and drumming and everything's to the beat. And people are like, I don't know if I have the coordination. I'm like, listen, if you can keep the beat and even if you can't, that's okay. Keep the beat and we are going to release your inner rock star and just have fun. It's not about doing the move exactly as I'm doing it. It's about 
having fun, releasing whatever joy or angst or pain or whatever you have through those ripsticks and just letting go for the hour. And so it's my fate. It's my favorite fitness class I've ever taught. Sign me up. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You, you weren't kidding about the rock star. I mean, that, yeah. yeah, I'm um, telling you, release your inner rock star. Everyone has one. Yeah. I took percussion for about six years. So I would love to do that. Oh, yes. <laughs> you would be perfect. I love it. Absolutely. I think our audience can really get a good visual of that now. Bam, bam, yeah. bam. Yeah. Found it out. Um, I love it. <laughs> the abstracts are the best because you're close to the floor. So even when you're standing, if you're in your lounge or in your squat and you yeah. aren't able to physically get all the way to the floor to hear that sound and get that vibration, you still get the sound and the vibration when the, when the sticks hit up top. But when you're sitting and everybody's close to the floor, feeling that beat on the floor and the vibration through your hand. Oh, it's so good. People just love it. It just brings everything out of you. I've, yeah. I've had people like scream in the middle of class, like, because <laughs> they're just like releasing all. I'm like, yes, bring it on. Peloton has nothing on this. This is so great. No. No. <laughs> and um, just for our audience, before we uh, get going here, what's a good way to reach you or your, to find out more about your fitness program? Like we just talked about, what's the best way to Yes. Yeah, so Remember my website us. is beawesomelivefit.com. So B-E-A-W-E-S-O-M-E-L-I-V-E-F-I-T.com. There's from the menu, you can navigate down um, to look at pound and there's a link to, so you can find one in your local area. There's also from the menu, you can drop down. If, if you or someone you love is going through a cancer journey, I have a bunch of resources there as well. If you are interested in learning more about my chaotic journey, uh, I have a blog on there. Uh, so that's the best. And there is a contact form in the about section. So you can feel free oh, to sure. fill out that form and it'll email me directly. Wonderful. And these are all around the country, you said? Yeah, they're international, actually. International. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is incredible. Well, thank you so much, Christine. It was a pleasure having you and hearing about your journey. And we certainly wish you all the best going forward. And we would love to hear, I hope to hear from you again. <laughs> thank you, Lars. I appreciate you so much. You're amazing. Oh, you are too. All right. Uh, tune in next time on Listen In With Lars. We'll have more guests to follow. Catch you next time.